And it says we are live, brother. Oh, what's up, everybody? It's Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. And that means one thing, another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast coming to you live from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Cinnabonstead, New Hampshire. Um, you know, obviously, th- always thanks Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve Shake. Uh, 15 amazing flavors, the sauce with no name, uh, the competition line, the original, my all-time favorite gator shake, the dessert shake. If you need a shake for anything possible, he's got something for you. Incredible customer service. He is the one who will answer the phone and uh, talk you right through any of your shake needs. If you have any questions uh, what you might need, he'll uh, he'll have a conversation with you and try to figure out your flavor profiles you're looking for and uh, steer you in the right direction of shake that you need. Check the, him out at UncleSteve'sShake.com and also on follow on you, YouTube. He's got YouTube Uncle Steve Shake, many videos from many people using the shake products but on also on facebook the uncles follow the uncle steve shake nation for uh all the latest updates and deals uh uncle steve might have going on but uh thank you all for tuning in appreciate it let's see we got daddy dutch was the first in as usual terry what's happening judge wep mama mags um, Brother Bill, chicken fried barbecue with a big day. Speaking of Brother Bill, big day coming up tomorrow, if I'm mm-hmm. not sure, not mistaken. The um, the first episode of chicken fried barbecue, chicken fried with chicken fried there podcast go. going live tomorrow night, I believe. It is 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Um, I am so pumped for Bill on that. We talked on the phone the other day, and uh, and it's going to be good. Really, I think he, he's really going to be diving deep into the competition world. Um, you know, some tips, tricks, talk, talk to a lot of competition cooks, so a lot of... Um, a lot of good information going to come out of that for sure. Smoking, Smoke King's Barbecue, tips and recipes. What's happening? Fat Butts Barbecue. Brother Randy, Big Salinas in the house. <coughs> but, uh, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, obviously, you see my guest. <laughs> so let's get right down to it, ladies and gentlemen. Old JB himself, Mr. Jonathan Botton from Botton's Barbecue. JB, what's up, brother? What's happening, Johnny? Glad to be back here. Uh, I want to stick on this the topic of Uncle Steve for a minute. Um, All right. Back in December, at you know, I'm, I'm a uh, commercial general contractor by trade, so I worked for a commercial general contractor in San Antonio, and it was Christmas time to deliver clients' presents. And everybody was dropping off cookies and sweets and snacks and this and that. And I was trying to think of something out of the box to deliver to my clients. And uh, I called Steve up and talked to him. We got an idea. He said, send me your logo. In like three days, I had three cases of Uncle Steve's shake with my company logo on it, his logo on the back. And was able to take that out to the clients. And, man, they'll use that all year. That was the best oh, yeah. marketing thing I've ever done. So I encourage everybody to hit Steve up if you want to do something custom like that. And uh, the customers loved it because they were sick of cookies and chocolate and all that stuff. And uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. He does. The stuff he he does with the labels, you know, is, I don't think I have any of them up here. But maybe in the the barbecue toolbox and thing. I got a couple from way back with the, uh, with the pit life logo on it. And, you know, he's done so much different ones for everybody. And this past year up at the Cora cares event in Maine, I, uh, I host, it was, it's, um, 
event for the the Shriners, Shriners Hospitals. And I hosted one of the patients and Carter, a seven-year-old little boy, full of life, full of energy. He was running around. He was having a good old time. And he uh, wound up taking the seventh place in the kids' queue. Nice. And uh, Uncle Steve, I, I got a couple pictures and sent them to Uncle Steve, and uh, he put them on. He put them on the pictures of Carter with his awards on the bottles, and sent them up to him. And awesome! Oh man, Have, that's, you know that's in cool. A, in a heartbeat, he takes care of all that stuff. You know, yep. so it's great it's individual. Great. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, Big Rome, Mad Max, what's up? Orlando Acosta, what's up, brother? Uh, Gourmet Woods in the house. Gourmet Woods in the house, and we'll uh, ah, hell, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll jump right into Gourmet Woods. JB, brother, thank you so much for a turning me on, introducing me to Orlando when we had when I had Orlando on, and thank you for introducing me to the products itself. And that is that the their products, their wood products are incredible absolutely incredible got a terrific burn um doesn't a lot like some of them you you'll hit have a nice hit hit a hit or miss you know some and, and some will burn up quick and others will barely burn and just cause you grief yeah every piece of wood i've used from orlando and the gourmet wood company has burnt tremendously and you know great flavor great combustion um very uh fuel effect efficient efficient mm-hmm. burn so incredible products all the way around you know he's got your regular splits he's got chips and i think he um just a few months ago he came out with the the wood chunks yep um all type of species, you know, between apple, peach, pecan, uh, you know, Texas post oak, hickory, mesquite. He's got them all. So, yep. you know, check them out. But, yeah, brother, thank you so much for turning me on to those. You know, that's all I'm cooking with. I'm going to actually need to drive down back down to Texas <laughs> at some point because I need to I need to load up. Because the cost, <laughs> the shipping cost from Academy is killing me right now. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. I couldn't agree more with every one of your statements. So uh, since I started using their product, um, I knew they had something special. And there were a few guys using it on the, the competition circuit. Um, but I reached out to Orlando back early last year and, you know, just kind of told him what I did and what I was looking to do. And, uh, you know, that I love this product and hoped we could meet someday. And we ended up hitting it off and, uh, great people, great product. I was able to go, uh, tour the, the facility last November when I was in Dallas for the world food championships, mm-hmm. went up a day early and went and spent the day with Orlando and the team up there and, and checked out their facility. And it's, it's amazing. The machinery that they have that splits those and and chops them down to size and into chunks and how they make the the chips and the whole nine yards it was a very impressive operation and you know it's all it's all family owned it's still yeah. a small ownership company um which was pleasant as well it's they got it all going on happy to represent a company like like gourmet wood that's uh it's a standout company Absolutely, absolutely, Crawdaddy. What's up? Um, and like you, you had just hit on, you know, see them splitting it. You know, like like we were saying, the other the other companies who have the wood you can purchase, you get a bag of splits, and they're all different sizes. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got from little twigs to, you know a split that I'd run in the fireplace here, you know, for, for the winter, but all the gourmet wood, it's 
they're literally all the same size. Yeah. You know, so they put that emphasis and, you know, quality control that you're getting. Not only are you getting the quality product, you're getting the right size, but you're really getting an efficient amount, you know, right. because it fits in the box very uniformly. And I, I have that, that's all I've been using ever since. Yeah. You turned me on to them. So. Yeah. And that's all done by a single machine. I mean, they have multiple of them, but we watched this automation where it was a huge machine, probably, I don't know, 60, 70 feet long. I don't know how long it was. It would roll a big log on the one end. It would chop it down to size and then it would push it through and split it. And then after it split, it went down to a conveyor belt. And then at some point it got to a roller and this roller had three different size wheels on it. And the, the wood would fall through the size of the wheel that it was supposed to. If it didn't fit through there, it would go to the next one. So they had all these piles of uniform pieces of wood and then it goes over to packaging and it, or to the kiln and then to packaging. And it was a very impressive operation. I had no idea. I, I pictured a hundred guys out there splitting it with, splitting machines or something it was yeah yeah this is a multi-million dollar machine i think that was made in germany or switzerland or somewhere it was impressive oh okay yeah um actually because I, I know orlando's in orlando if you're still in the chat um do you know the name of the uh the wood processor i've been living well, <laughs> oh you do no he will i oh, don't yeah. remember what it was called because there's a few there's this one podcast i got turned on to um, called the Wood Hounds. It's all about firewood. Um, you know, whether the, you're splitting it yourself or you're in the, um, that's your company. It's these two guys, um, Ohio Wood Burner and North uh, Back 40 Firewood. Pezzolotto. Okay. I, I haven't heard of that company, but one of the guys has a um one from over there uh a yappa j-a-p-h-a maybe j-a-p-a oh italian okay there you okay. go okay yeah so some of these wood process processes i've been seeing oh my god it is <laughs> you it's next you, level oh, oh all you got to do is literally push the button they got things that'll lift the log for you and mm -hmm. conveyor it to the pile <clears throat> crazy stuff but yeah guys if you anybody out there hasn't tried uh gourmet wood products hands down give it a shot you, you're missing out on the uh on the qual of, of a quality product for yep. sure kevin hernandez what's up brother yeah kevin loves the chunks what's up, kevin but uh yeah but JB, i bet those chunks are changing the game for all the uh the barrel guys out there oh a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent. But JB, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time. I know, I, I know, we've been going back and forth the past couple, <laughs> two months or so, you know, and nothing was lining up. But um, it's hard to nail it down during the holidays, man. Everybody's busy oh, and running twenty different directions, and uh, things have relaxed a little bit now. Yeah, a hunt, absolutely, absolutely. But um, for anybody that you know doesn't know you. Let's give them a you know a quick little rundown of who you are, how and how Barton Barbecue came to be. Man, I uh, I'm John Barton out of Driftwood, Texas, and I'm a, just a guy who likes to burn meat. I grew up around barbecue. My grandpa's, my father, uh, they all grilled and smoked meats in the backyard, and was always around it. Um, when I was in my teenage years, my dad was on a cooking team and they would do, you know, the Austin rodeo and maybe San Antonio, just kind of some of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. and it was more about a party than competing. But back then, you know, cooking a brisket was a, a 20 hour overnight ordeal, right? They put it on at 10 o'clock or eight o'clock the night before. And somebody would have to stay up keeping the fire going all night because they were cooking whole packer briskets. Um, uh, so kind of got my first taste of competition barbecue. Then um, 
fast forward probably 15 years after my kids were, you know, in middle school and whatnot, uh, started doing a few competitions here and there with my dad and my brother-in-law. We formed a little team. We'd do four or five a year. And again, it was kind of more about the party than the the barbecuing. Um, And then later in life, fast forward again, another 15 years and kids are out of the house and have kids of their own. And I uh, was looking for a hobby to do and, and kind of fell back into competition barbecue and it had changed tremendously. Nothing that we did back in the day is what they were doing now. I mean, it, it's now it's meat science. It uh, Back then it was more, you know, drinking beer and making a tender piece of meat. Um, so that's it in a nutshell, how I found competition barbecue. Um, I decided, you know, once I fell back into it, I, I have a tendency of getting hobbies and going 110% after those hobbies. And my wife would be the first one to tell you, uh, I've had a lot of them and I buy the best stuff I can afford and I'm, I'm in hundred percent. So I, uh, I went that direction with barbecue. So I've, I've upgraded a little bit here and there. I started out slow with a, a pit maker trailer out of Houston and was cooking on that for about a year. And then, accidentally found Ryan Newland, which I never would have, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. He, uh, I bought my first offset competition pit from him and, you know, he and I became buddies and did a lot of, you know, talking here and there, doing some competitions together, kind of collaborating on design and whatnot. And I'm on my second back line. Um, I've been doing it for about four years, seriously now, like this would be my fourth year. So we, uh, we've had some great luck here and there um, at some fairly big competitions. And, uh, you know, as long as I'm still having fun, I'm going to keep doing it. I've been fortunate to where the last two years have been a break-even thing. So if I don't have to put any money out of pocket, then more power to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I learned real quick this year of um... – you know, because the fi- finally when I was able to meet you face to face in person and a lot of the boys, um, it was when I came down when Ryan had built Miss Mary for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and my wife and Claudia was like, well, yeah, you ain't got no excuses now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, how am I going to fit it all in the back? And it was just. You got the, the back of the trucks full open now. So just, you know, hook it to the back of the truck and away you go. Yep. You know, like you said, the, you know, the, the initial costs, you know, can get up there. Because like I said, I was just backyard. Yeah. You know, competitions, yes. You know, some of the local breweries in the area, things like that. But, uh, you know, nothing like, hey, CBS, CBA, IBCA, you know outlaw none none of that you know professional side of it and you know it was okay now i need a couple canopies i need another two tables a cambro i need this you know and it just yeah ding 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 ding. and it's like oh shit i haven't even bought a piece of meat yet (laughs) you know yes i do all too well (laughs) You know, so yeah, I learned real quick on uh, how that all rings up. Let's see, I got had a couple. Saw a jump in here. Oh, oh, this is gonna get confusing because they're back to back. We got, we got brother CJ of cooking with CJ. What's up, brother? Then we also have brother CJ, as in Mr. Clarence Joseph. The one What's only, up? the legend. The legend for in the house. sure. And oh, there's our boy. There's Mr. Newland. Bunch of weirdos right there. He's calling us, JB. Hangs around like a hemorrhoid, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we love him. We love him. Oh, yeah. He is some boy, that's for sure. But um, I won't ruin yeah. his uh, his tough guy attitude, but he's, uh, he's a softy underneath. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Simon, what's up, brother? Um, 
But yeah, the the competition, like you said, as long as you're having fun, and I had so much fun out of the out of the the, the two big ones, two KCBSs I did this year. Um, it I re I really can't describe it. Uh, actually, I, I want I want to say I just saw Rob Rocher in there too, and Joe's Meat Market. What's up? Um, you know, I really had an absolute blast doing it. Uh, blast meeting a lot of the other guys I've talked to in the area and, you know, hadn't had a chance to meet yet. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, had an absolute blast. So glad I got into it. Finally, you know, hitting that competition circuit and, you know, when the opportunity arises that I can do another one, I'm all about it. You know, yeah, I got to so. thaw out a little bit up there. Yeah, we usually have that <laughs> snow underground to like June anyway. You know, like we were, I was, we were talking off before we started. We got dumped about a foot outside last week, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, oh shit, it ain't going anywhere now because there's, there's still piles. Yeah. So we are stuck, but. How was your 2023 season? You know, it was good. I had some decent success here and there. Um, I kind of slowed down a little bit. And I wasn't into the chasing points or anything like that. I, I was competing in IBCA, CBA, some KCBS, and then um, did some World Food Championship stuff for the first time, which was a lot of fun. That was a whole different avenue. Uh and took the barbecue game to, to a place I haven't been yet. So that, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm hoping to qualify and get back to that next year. Um, but I think I did 20 competitions last year. Okay. So, and they were a mixed bag of everything. I just kind of was going towards the bigger ones. Um, I want to say I had probably 11 top 10 finishes overall. And... I don't know. I keep a spreadsheet on my computer. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that stuff on yeah. placements and what I, what recipe I used and this and that. So, but I probably had, I don't know, 35 or 40 top 10 proteins over mm -hmm. the course of the season. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy tracking that stuff and seeing what works and what region and going back to my notes. I've been doing it for about four years now and yeah. I've got, both a book that I write in every competition. I have a spreadsheet on my computer. I keep. Oh, I got to love it. I love that part <laughs> of it. I love that part of it. You know, I was, um, uh, I, I, I was, uh, I was talking to meathead the other day. Cause, uh, we're trying to get a date for him to come on. And, you know, he's like, Johnny, you know, I'm not a competition cook in any sense. He goes, I'm just a nerd. I go, I understand that. I go, and that's why I love it. I go, I, I geek out over the science aspect of it. You know, the yeah. science of the meat, the science of the wood, the, you know, just that deep dive into everything. And like you were saying, you're logging, you know, it was such and such a weekend. It was... 78 degrees during the day it dropped down to 65 at night i was using this that and that for the brisket brisket went on at such and such a time mm -hmm. oh, i love all that stuff yeah. <laughs> you know I, I i find it fascinating you know but uh but so the 23 season went good now you had said um i know you said the world foods and i know you were out that but you went through that through the the famous dave's thing right mm -hmm. yeah now, how yeah, did so, that come about so famous dave they put on a series and they had i believe 16 competitions throughout the united states um i just happened to see the deal and i put my name in the hat to be drawn because they only had they selected six teams to cook at each event and so you, you put your name in the hat and you pick what location you'd like to cook uh, or give them your top three choices. And then they'll, they'll try to fit you in somewhere. And I was lucky enough to get one in Texas and, but it was all the way over in El Paso. 
So I, uh, not knowing what to expect, I, I got uh, my buddy Ryan Newland and Louis Gonzalez. I asked him if he wanted to come along as well um, to have a couple of sous chefs because this is more of a, a presentation thing. It has a barbecue factor to it, but instead of just judging the barbecue on itself, they judge the barbecue on a flavor profile that you give them. So if you say, I'm going to turn in apple habanero ribs, they better be able to detect apple habanero. Mm. If they don't, they grade you down. So that was kind of the difference in it. Um, so I asked Ryan and Louie to go with me. We, we cruised down there, packed up the trailer and, uh, went and we had a great competition, uh, took a first place rib, uh, a third place chicken and our wild card dish hit fourth place, which I thought it was a shoe in. It was, a, it was a marvelous dish. Uh, the wild card dish is anything that you want to cook. And we did a, uh, a Wagyu picanha and tequila lime shrimp. And it was, it was really a pretty platter. Uh, tasted great too, but I think it was a little too much for El Paso, a little, okay. a little too uh, in depth. So we ended up taking a third overall, and the top two got golden tickets. Well, the guy who came in second place, uh, Peter Armanderes, already had his golden ticket from winning the stake the previous year, so he passed his ticket down to me. So we got wow. to we got an entry into Dallas to go and compete against the other twenty four teams. Oh, nice! Yeah. And now, then, uh, oh, so that ahead. was a blast. Yeah. Go ahead. That so you got you got the the ticket gets passed down. So you're on your way to Dallas. Now, how was that the World Foods experience compared was, to everything else you've done? Yeah, it was an experience. Um, barbecue is kind of a new component for that competition. It's very chef oriented, uh, with the exception of the barbecue class. All the other 12 classes that they have, I don't remember how many there are, um, are specifically refer uh, restaurant chef type categories. Um, so I felt like barbecue was kind of... Um, it's not quite where it needs to be. It wasn't as recognized as the rest of the, the categories, I didn't think. Um, but they did a good job. And we had a lot of fun. And there were some great names there. Um, and cooking against those guys and getting some walks was amazing. Um, i tell you, the highlight of the thing was uh, we did for our wild card dish, we did beef ribs. And we did pastrami beef ribs. And we took the platter up and you set it on a table in front of four judges. And then you step back and it's a Q&A session for 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. They look at it. They ask you questions while they're trying it. How long it, did you take to do this? How, you know, what was the temperature you cooked this at? And uh, we set that platter down and we had portions for the judges in five little plates. But there was a main component for display, okay. for appearance. Right. So we had two big beef ribs on there, one regular, one pastrami. And we set that platter down right in front of Leanne Whippen. And she was one of the celebrity judges. Mm -hmm. And we stepped back and we started talking and she reached down. She she was very excited about the pastrami one. But second, she reached down and grabbed those beef ribs like that and put them both up, holding them with juice dripping down her arms for the picture for the world food championship people. It was badass. Oh, so, but I, we had a great uh, presentation for those. And we left there thinking, man, we got this in the bag. I mean, they, they were so blown away by what we turned in. Um, it was, it was a quiet an experience. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had, uh, my friends from 16 Mesh Barbecue, they were down there for, I believe they competed in dessert is what they had their ticket in. And they were, you know, I saw the posts and they're like, oh, my God, this is it's wild, yeah, wild stuff, you know. And I know a couple of the boys were down. Matt from Matt's Backyard Barbecue, he was down the year before for uh, for the barbecue side. And uh, 
And yeah, he goes, it's a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah, it is. We didn't make, so we came in third overall in the barbecue portion on the, um, that was day one. Day two uh, was the wild card. And we came in eighth place in the wild card. And I think only the top six advanced to Sunday. So we did not advance to Sunday, but we had a great time trying to get there. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Laura, what's happening? Uh, you know, uh, Kevin Hernandez, he was fortunate enough to have a chance to share the stage with you uh, oh, yeah. this past CBA season. That so was that Lando. Was... He got me by a couple points. I think that's the closest I've come to Kevin yet, man. He's been on fire since he hit the scene. Nice. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, you also had a little bit of a little, got yourself a little bit of TV time this year <laughs> for a quick, you know, second and a half or something like that. If that. <laughs> On yeah. Barbecue USA. Now, what, what event was that one? That was the Uvalde from last year. Yeah. Yeah. I had a second place rib call and they happened to have some highlights of me walking down the, the aisle. High-fiving some guys and then giving Phil a hug. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay, hold on. We got we to gotta straighten someone out in the chat right now. Uh-oh. It makes me <laughs> sad when Mags doesn't single me out and say hello. Okay, well, somebody needs to pay a little bit more attention. Because- I'm pretty sure you singled them out. I said because it was going to get a little confusing because we actually uh-huh. had back-to-back CJs. We had Cooking with CJ, what's up, brother? Followed by the other brother, CJ, Mr. Clarence Joseph, the legend. So I don't want to hear it, young man. Keep Send your California weather down to the boys in Texas so they get yeah. to feel back to normal. Please. <laughs> My weather's drunk and went on vacation. Yeah, it's down here with a hangover. <laughs> Not a bad is place. DJ to coming have. to Houston? Um, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, it must have nice. been when you switched from Facebook to YouTube. Yeah, oh, Houston. That's a great segue, JB. You've done this before, brother. <laughs> Houston. Oh, let, let me tell you something. I am having a hell of a time. With the damn flights, are you? I, I can get I can get to Houston, no problem. I'm on a plane sometime between six and seven, and I'm in Houston at about a, between eleven fifteen and noontime. Hmm. Getting the hell back here is turning into this. It's turning into a clusterfuck. Wow. Is really what it's coming down to. I can't get out of Houston to save my ass right now. Really? Not really a bad problem. Was it a problem last year? <laughs> no. Easy, <laughs> boom, gone. I had a couple delays the day of, but, you know, that is what it is. But, but yeah, I'm getting uh, no direct flight. It's all these, you know, one and two stoppers for anywhere from Six hours to 13 hours. Most of them are having me get back on like noontime on Monday. I'm like, no, wow. dude, I got to be back to work. So it's still on the docket. Yeah, but it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, <laughs> what it, what basically going to come down to, I'm, I'm going to have to really book that the uh, the old five o'clock flight out. And literally get back from the cook-off, from from the uh, Houston Livestock, get back to Steve's, take a quick shower, call the Uber, and just go to the airport. (laughs) You know, because you figure we're not going to get out of the cook-off till like 11 o'clock. So we're not going to get back to Steve's till, you know, close to midnight. Right. So at that point, you know, what the hell's the difference? You know, so I, I, you know, I think I got to do that. But now I got to figure out how the hell to use Uber. God damn! I just figured out. I just figured out how to use Venmo to send Ryan a couple, 
couple bucks a few months ago for something he he uh, picked up for me down at Bucky's. And yeah. <laughs> he's sent it up. And I'm like, damn it. I'm but, in the uh, same boat as you. I've got, I think, Lyft on my phone. Probably Uber, too, but I don't think I've used either of them. And I don't think they're connected to a bank account. So, yeah. <laughs> if you figure yeah. it out, let me know. Yeah. Ex- you, t- yeah. you and I are the last two in the United States probably to use those. <laughs> oh, 100%. And, and then that's the other thing. Okay. I, I, I grasp the concept of it, but is someone really going to answer that phone or answer that request <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning? In Houston, bring yes. Me the, okay. Yeah. All right. You won't have a problem there. Yeah. The only problem I'm going to be have to is the bill that comes with that ride. You know, because, you may get a pretty cheap bill that time of night. Yeah. The prices go up, I think, whenever they're busy. So if they're not busy. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, Uncle Steve's to, because the problem with anything from here, there's nothing that really flies into hobby, um, which is like, 15 minutes from Steve's house. Gotcha. Everything flies into Bush International, which is like an hour from Steve's house. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I just got to figure it out. And like I said, the the whole weekend I've been sitting there scrolling and where the hell is, where did this flight disappear to? (laughs) You know, all that crap. But back to the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. We had one hell of a time down there last year, sir. Absolutely. And obviously, you're going to be there again this year. Mm-hmm. And you are cooking with Steve's. Steve's Steve, cooking team. Steve's cooking team. That's yep. like I wanted to say it was Steve's barbecue team, but cooking. Yeah. And. Great bunch of guys, you know, when we came to caught up with you, you introduced me to everybody. Um, same same group of guys this year, or they change anything around? No, so that's a, a family booth. It's probably one of the last non-corporate booths out there. Um, they've been trying to get, they have one spot, and they've been trying to get another spot for years and hadn't been able to, but uh, my bu- buddy Luke Albright, his dad started that, Steve Albright. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, my dad used to cook with Steve so back when he would do uh, competitions every now and then. But Steve Steve and the family have had that spot for, I think, 35 years. Okay. So, yeah, they've had it a long time out there. Uh, so the kids took it over, and there's they're a large family, and they always have the same group of, of people in there helping and uh, getting greasy and setting up and slinging food and, and whatnot. And it's just a good family party. Um, I was fortunate, fortunate enough for Luke to invite me down to cook a couple years ago. And so I've been, this will be my third year cooking with them. And we haven't got a walk yet, but we came in 36 overall last year. I think we've, so we're, we're knocking on the door. Yeah. So hopefully this will be the year. Now, now, now Luke's gotten a walk. He's they've scored, you know, top brisket calls and rib calls and whatnot before throughout the course of the years. But since I've been with them, we haven't gotten one. Now, what are you guys cooking with with them? Obviously, they got a whole setup, correct? Yes. What do you mean? What are we cooking with as far uh, as pit? Yeah. What, so kind, of, what got, kind of pitch are you using? Yeah, he, we're using Luke's. He has a two um, made by Pitmaker. One of them's a sniper, and the other one's a, an offset slash um, like pellet grill. It's a it's a weird combo, which I haven't ever seen, but it works great. So, but we'll be using that sniper for most of it, and then okay. probably a Smoky Mountain or a Weber for the chickens. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how those, you know, the Webbers yeah. are just cook, chicken cooking machines. They are. I was a, a kettle guy for a long time, and I've since migrated over to a Smoky Mountain this year. And I, I'm kind of using it as a double. I'll cook my chicken on it. Then after that, I'll finish my stuff on there because I can get a little bit hotter fire in there mm-hmm. and and burn it for a while. And so it's it's been 
it's been a lot of fun. I like changing stuff up like that. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, that's only, you know, what, six weeks away about? Give it to Yeah. 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 So I, I'm cooking um, a competition this coming weekend. I'm having to borrow a buddy's just cargo trailer and load all my stuff in there because my trailer's still under repair. Mm-hmm. Um, and hope to have it back Sunday because this is this weekend is my practice session for San Antonio Rodeo, which is the following weekend. Yeah. So yeah, that was my next rodeo question. season's here. So you so you cook in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Houston. Yep. Uh, Austin. And then Austin. Yep. Okay. So you, you're Austin making their whole the weekend round. after Houston. Yeah. Yep. There so it is. It'll be a tiring couple weeks, then I'll take a little break. Here's Daddy Dutch. 37 days till Houston. Good thing he's not counting down. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm we got to see uh, Dutch up in Kansas City, man. Love that guy. Yeah, I love, absolutely love him. Absolutely, it was funny. I, he was on the phone with me like yesterday, and he's going, uh, you know, all right. Well, what what's the issues you have? I go, dude, I can't get all the flight issues. Next thing you know, he's on the phone. He's got his wife on the phone. They're looking up flights, <laughs> and you know, if I get you to Nebraska, and then you can get. It's like, oh my God, too many stops for this fat bastard. <laughs> I go, whoo. I go, you, you slow me down. <laughs> Actually, I never called him back. Sorry, Dutch. The uh, the smoke alarms were going off. We were warming up the oven preheat, and we never took the pans and crap out of it. <laughs> so the fire alarm started going off. I'm like, I'll call you back. Like, got sidetracked with that. Ooh, sorry, Dutch. That's funny. Oh. Randy, what's happening? Louis Gonzalez, what's happening, brother? DD Barbecue. So, what's uh, what's on the docket for 2024? Obviously, San Antonio, Houston, and Austin. Yeah. Um, the Danny Deets, you usually do that every year. Uvalde. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got any other maybe different ones that you normally don't do that you're looking forward to? I'm in the midst of kind of putting a list together. I want to travel outside Texas a little bit and do a couple more KCBS. So I I want to get better versed at that. I've had some good luck at the KCBS competitions I've done, Um, but I'd like to go out to Louisiana or Alabama or Oklahoma or wherever and, um, so I need to kind of lay a trail out and a timeline for that. But mm-hmm. my goal for 24 is to do uh, more KCBS. Um, I'm not going to do more competitions. I think 20 is a good number for me. Um, I really want to do some more YouTube. I've, I just put a video out a couple of weeks ago and I forgot how much fun it is. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to get better at that and put a few videos out. So We've got that going. Um, yeah, I've got a few things in the works with the a vodka company. I've got a few things that in the works with Gourmet Wood that we're going to collaborate on. So we've got some fun stuff coming up in 24. I'm excited about it. Oh, nice. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I was going to – it was funny. I was going to shoot you a message today. Uh, and literally when I saw it, that's when you text me. It was, um, <laughs> oh, dude, I was on that, that down at the ranch and th- th- I didn't have any reception. So how has the hunting season been? Mine was pretty non-existent, but I'm, to be honest with you, Johnny, I'm not that mad at him anymore. You know, I, we got that property probably 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, and I bought it for a place for my family to take, you know, go and hang out with my dad and take my boys and teach them how to hunt and the outdoors and whatnot. And they kind of have gotten busy and grown up and moved on. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that comes back full circle so that they can come and enjoy it again. But, you know, my my enjoyment of going out there these days is, is messing around, you know, working on the cabin, um, grilling outdoors and sitting around the campfire with a cigar and a whiskey. So that's 
that's my hunting. So I killed a lot of bottles and a lot of cigars, but I didn't kill any bucks. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a successful season to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's more about getting out there and clearing the mind and uh, re you know rebooting, defragging and and coming back because there's not many places you can go that are accessible where you can close everything off. Right, we're in a valley out in the middle of nowhere where our cabin is, and just down in the valley we don't get phone reception, and that's that's nice. So putting that away when you get in on Friday and not turning it back on until you leave on Sunday. And even if we needed reception, you can drive up the, the hill a little bit in the buggy and, and get reception for an emergency. But being down in there, it's time to unwind. Oh, for sure. Because I was <laughs> I, I had messaged. Uh, um, I wonder how that message it had to be. It's been Saturday. Because I yeah. talked to Ryan earlier, and then we were over at the uh, the indoor skateboarding park with with JJ. He's gotten into skateboarding, so we've been heading over there. So you know, watching him kind of do his thing, getting used to it. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, let me see if we can try this again with JB. <laughs> <laughs> that it's this morning. I'm like. Oh shit! I haven't heard from JB. <laughs> I go. I got to do the show tonight. <laughs> that literally, you text me. He goes, dude. I was at the ranch. Had no reception. We're good. I'm like, all right, cool. But, but yeah, man. I like I said. I'm looking forward to you. Like I said, I just gotta get the um, the flight straightened out and uh, obviously figure out how to use Uber to get my fat ass out of there. But yeah, um, but It'll yeah, all I'm work looking out, man. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, having some whiskey and a couple cigars like we did last year. Um, Mary coming? She is. Okay, yep. so it'll be good to see Mary again. We had a great time that night. Oh, boy. Yeah, that no, was I'm so looking much forward fun. to it. I mean, that's such a fun crew to hang out with. And, uh, you know, only getting to see everybody once or twice a year is it's going to be a good time. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I, I still have my plan on that thursday to be uh to be on the grounds all day and right. running around doing interviews you know little little 10 minute segments with everybody um just to bring a little bit more of what you guys do to the forefront of you know that particular event more so than you know, the party aspect of it. Right. To really give the barbecue its just due, you know? So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. You know, got uh, when the hell are they? here somewhere. I got my little wireless microphones. There you go. Ready to go. And well, you got to oh, yeah. get out there early. You boys weren't showing up till like four or five o'clock last year, weren't you? Yeah. 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 So, like you, I said, you I'm be out uh, there mid morning. Yeah, I know me and uh, me and uh, Big Rome's gonna give me uh, a hand, so me and him are gonna definitely be there pretty much all day. Cool, you know, talking to everybody, and it's gonna be nice and easy to find you because oh, I yeah. just come out of the lonesome dove tent and I look to the end of the road. Because you run straight into it, you can literally run right into you. Yeah, now come over and check out Luke and I. We'll be back there, and if we're not up front, just ask for us. We'll get you in there. You can come back and see what we're doing. Yeah, you know, because I've been in touch with a bunch of the guys, and you know, still got to. Uh, obviously, I talked to Bill the other day, so he's going to be real easy to find. Oh yeah, right there on <laughs> Champions Row. Well, I might you may have... not be able to get to him because they got him all fenced <laughs> off. I, I might have to. I might have to do the interview. It, with a chain link fence in between, but yeah, that'll that, that, look that, like he's in a penitentiary cooking. That's yeah, <laughs> that's it, you know. I'd take that look though. That's a good place to be. That's a great place to be for sure, for sure. But how is the new cooker? You know, you the, you retired El Jefe, mm -hmm. and you got the new cooker from Ryan. Yep, which is gorgeous. 
And obviously it's been doing you well, but, you know, did you make any significant changes, um, you know, design-wise from El Jefe to the new one? We played around with a few things. You know, there's only so much you can mess with. It's the intake and the, the exhaust, but we messed around with a few things and it, it cooks great. I love it. I don't know that I love it as much as El Jefe because that thing, it would just cruise and mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything. And this one's easy too, but the, the product that came out of that, now that I've cooked on another one uh, or another offset similar, it's still really good, but there was something special that that pit did. I don't know what it was. So maybe it was just because it was my first, you know, competition offset. I don't know, but it mm-hmm. that was a machine. But this one, this one does well. I mean, shit, it it, threw, it throws out some good food, and uh, it's it's helped me walk to a few big stages. Yep, yep. And oh, I knew I had to thank you again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for that tip you gave in the chat a few weeks ago on, you know, I was saying, you know, Miss Mary, she just likes to sit right at 300. Oh, She's yeah. straight up and down, but opening the grease trap valve, like you said, drops it right down to about, right around 275 and she'll sit there. Mm-hmm. Wild. Just a little bit of fresh air induction there. It, it yeah. helps it. And El Jefe did the same thing. So it just slows it down just a little bit. Yeah. But beautiful tip. I thank you again. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he was, oh. And I the... figured that out by accident on El Jefe. I just accidentally left the, the grease thing open one day, and it was cruising. And, and it liked to cruise at 300 also, which is typically where I cook. And it was hanging at 275. I was like, man, what's going on? And I was checking the fire and everything was like it always is. And uh, finally snapped that the, the grease valve was open. You know, and he puts two inch ball valves on there. So that's a decent amount of air that's, yeah. you know, the heat's sucking it up through there. So, but yeah, yeah it's a nice little tip. Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> give it a shot. You know, I made sure I had my bucket under there so I wasn't staying in my driveway. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's the downfall of it. <laughs> But it was like, yeah. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, just dropped it right down, sitting pretty. I'm like, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So always keep that one. Yeah, I see your Magnus Chef gloves in the back. Have you talked to Al? I actually haven't talked to Al. I got, like you said, with the holidays and everything, I got so damn busy this year that I haven't had a, uh, a chance to give him a call to catch up with him, see how him and the family were doing and you know, wish him the happy holidays, but, uh, yeah, he's doing yeah. good. I had to call or text and check on him to make sure he wasn't taken off to go pout somewhere since his dolphins lost. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. No, it looks like I, it looks like we know who I'm giving a call to tomorrow, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the Magna chef gloves, man. Oh my God. They are amazing. Yep. I, uh, I did, did. I just got pairs of them everywhere. You know, I got I got a I pair that I use with, with the meat. I you I got another pair that I use strictly for the for the fire, for working the firebox and everything. Yep. So between the Magna Chefs, the originals, and then the Freedom gloves. Oh yeah, I got the. Every every three feet of the 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 rig, there's a you can find a pair on either on either side. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah, you know, another, like I said, another another great um, great great product line that works. You know, Magna Chef the gloves. You know, I know he's having issues. I know he has um, just the um, the Freedom gloves available. Mm-hmm. He's he's running into a real issue on getting the the, the silicone, silicone, yeah, to uh to make the reg the original lines, but you know yeah he's in works to, on uh, working with a company over in China so I'm hoping that he gets something back because I I think those gloves are superior by far yeah 
Um, and I like would like to see him get some stock and start producing them again. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know they're, they're coming out in small amounts right now, but I don't think he can keep up with demand, with the, especially with the cost of the silicone. Hopefully that comes down too. Yeah, because I, I learned the hard way. Did they're so good, I got so comfortable with them mm -hmm. that I got distracted one day. <laughs> like I said, I got my the pair I use for the meat, pair I use for tending the fire. And I was finished with the meat. I took them off, put them down, went over, and got distracted talking to one of the kids or something. Opened the firebox, looked in, and needed to move something. And just in the muscle memory, I had them on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I reached in there, and I grabbed the split that needed to be moved. And I don't know what happened. There was a few second delay, which makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> so I was literally sitting there in the middle of the driveway with a, with a split on fire in my hand going, huh? What? Ah. You didn't say <laughs> then, a few, few choice words, did you? Oh, there was some salt and pepper flying around the driveway. <laughs> yeah, we had a nice seasoning of the, the English language going on. Nice. But, but it's like, damn. But but that right there just shows how good those gloves are that I, I'm literally reaching in the fireboxes, grabbing stuff in mm -hmm. and out to move it to where I need it and not even thinking twice about it. Sure. And I didn't even think a third time to actually that I didn't have them on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was a rough couple weeks afterwards. But uh, we recovered. We, we, we bounced back nicely. <laughs> only yeah, me, boys. Only me. <laughs> I can only imagine what the chat room's saying right now. <laughs> actually, they're pretty quiet on that one. Are they? <laughs> yeah, that hasn't. Hasn't really said. Oh, Dutch said he just texted Al. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bam Bam, what's up? Louis Gonzalez, what's up? Anxious to cook again, but I've enjoyed this month break. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. same boat. I've enjoyed the break, but man, I'm I'm itching to get back. I, my trailer was supposed to have been ready this past weekend, and there's one piece of sheet metal we're waiting on to come in. So he can finish repairing the nose and hopefully next week. Nice, nice. And yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of the guys have been saying that that it was it was nice to have a little bit of a break. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we were talking a couple weeks ago with Aaron Leslie from Oil Texas Oil Dust. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what he was saying. He goes, you know, it's been great to, you know, I miss cooking, but you know, I'm catching up on a lot of stuff here at the restaurant and yeah and things like that so but it's right the crazy thing is you come out of the break from the the holidays and it's like boom 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 big competitions so yeah i'm going to do this this one and uh this weekend for a little bit of to knock the rust off and uh get ready for rodeos is that the one in new caney yeah yeah, that's what Louie was just saying. Well, it's going to be cold this weekend in New Caney. It will be. I may sit another one out. Louie, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be in a, a trailer without any AC or heat. So, well, I'm going to take an electric here, but I'll be in a cargo trailer and that's it. So All if right. I can tough it out, you can tough it out. All right. So I got to ask the question. It's going to be cold this weekend. What are they expecting temperature-wise? <laughs> I think highs, when I looked earlier, the highs were in the high 40s, low, like in the high 30s. <laughs> That's cold for us. Oh, high 30s? I was going to say, if you were talking high at, 40s, at night. low 50s. Yeah, mid, okay. mid to high. I think it was mid 30s maybe at night. So it's going to be high it's going to be sunny during the day, but it'll be, yeah, high 40s during the day. High 40s. That's beach weather, son. Come <laughs> Not on around now. here. Not around here. We're used to 75 degrees. 
Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, so th- so that means none of you boys will be coming up to visit me in New England during the winter. Probably not in the winter. <laughs> I do need to come up and visit you though. I want to make a, a trip over and and get some good, you know, lobster and oysters up there, but also to hit up uh, the Alchemist Brewery. Yep, they have a beer there that I've had a buddy of mine bring back from Vermont. The heady topper that's freaking phenomenal. Yes, I want to. Yes. I want to try it on tap. Okay, we can make that happen, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Louie, don't forget, Mags. We're from the south. I got you, <laughs> brother. I got you. It's just, I. It's low hanging fruit from us cold weather folks. Yeah, <laughs> it's too easy. Hey, Jen Lee, how are you, darling? Hey, Jen. Je- there you go. We me probably going to meet up with Jen again this this year. Absolutely, and she throws one of the best cookoffs out there. You heard so that. Uh, you heard that story, right? How I met Jen. No. We met. We're messaging back and forth on Instagram, and to get her on to talk about the Danny Deets. And I go, I'm, I'm like, are you going to happen to be in Houston next week? This was last year. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I go, we'll, we'll, we'll trade information and we'll meet up and, you know, we'll figure out a date and, you know, have a, have a drink, have a nice conversation. So we're walking around the grounds looking, you know, just to see who it was. I was trying to find the tent and I was getting close. And I'm like, you know, obviously I'm loud to begin with. No. Yeah, that, that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. <laughs> so I'm walking down the road, and this woman jumps in front of me, now knowing it's Jen, and says to me, you must be Johnny Mags. I go, you must be Jen. <laughs> he goes, yeah. I go, how'd you know me? He goes, you're the only one around here talking with a Yankee accent. (laughs) I heard you coming when I was in the tent. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know how she heard you out there, but that's impressive. uh, It was was still a little slow at the time. Okay. So you could still, you know, hear yourself. It really didn't kick off completely yet, but. Nice. But oh, that it was it was funny. It was funny, but uh, but yeah, can't wait. But JB, brother, thank you so much. I won't take up no more of your time, there, brother. But I appreciate yeah. you jumping in again and keep doing Love some being catching on up, here. brother. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. Oh, screw you, Newman. <laughs> what did Brian say? Oh, I'll bring it up. <laughs> she might have smelled his breath. You need to get Kent to uh, text you the picture he has of Ryan. That would be great to be posted up on your screen right now. Oh, the one of with the puppy. Oh, that one. <laughs> How the hell do you think Kent got it? Nice. <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna be in here somewhere. The old, uh, how do we refer to it? The glamour shot. The glamour shot, yes. The glamour shot. It's here This somewhere. is the solid 1991 photo. Oh, yeah. Frosted tips and everything. He looks like a Backstreet Boy, kind of. <laughs> Backstreet Boy minus the talent. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Where yeah, the just hell backdoor is boy. Ha, <laughs> Oh, come on. It's got to be close here. Come on. It sticks out like a sore thumb once I see it. Because, I, yeah, I, I got it that one to, to Dutch. But, yeah, it's we'll funny. show the people. They're going to love this one. <laughs> That's Corey Feldman. <laughs> it is. Really. Now that you say it, that's awesome. You're jealous that your dog is cute. At least, at least that's the cute thing in the picture. Damn, son. The earrings. 
He he looks like a a poor man's vanilla ice. Yes. There you go, Louis, lead singer from Sugar Ray. There you go. I don't know, I don't know what that guy's name was, but you're right. Oh, like wow. Mark McGuire, sorry, Mark. Mark McGrath, I think. McGrath? No, I think he, that's Mark, a dirt bike racer. No, I th- I think that one was him too. Okay. Mark or Mike, I don't know. That's in your spank bank, and now everyone else is. That a boy, Ryan. Now they can boy. play the video over and over. <laughs> Good. Make make this go viral. Yeah. <laughs> But but JB man, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you down in Houston. Um, where can everybody follow you? You know, Facebook, Instagram, and now you're talking back, getting jumping back into the YouTube game. Yeah, so you know, Facebook's my name, and then I also have a Barton Barbecue page. Um, Instagram's at Barton Barbecue, and then YouTube is Barton Barbecue Smokeworks. So it's still a small channel, but I'm gonna work on that this year. See if I can't get Papa CJ to give me some pointers on how how to grow a channel fast. (laughs) They'll tell you. They know how to do it. I know they do. I'm still working on it. I haven't put I got I haven't put out a video in a long time myself either. You know, I just got started getting the regular stuff going with this. Yeah. Because I I still can't actually access the YouTube page that we had set up for the show. It was no? set up so many years ago. It was under someone had set up an email address, but no one mm. knew what the, what the hell the password is to change it. <laughs> and they won't let you go in and change the damn password. It's like, God damn it. But I'm like, ah, screw it. We'll just run it off my regular one. We'll, we'll boost that up anyway. Awesome. But, well, we'll see you guys down in Houston, man. Looking forward to it. All right, brother. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Go Texans. Absolutely. Well, that that's it this week, folks. I'd like to thank JB for joining us. Always great to catch up with him. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, next week is going to be a fun episode. Uh, a little different. Um, if you, if any of y'all have heard of the Don't Drop the Tongs podcast with uh, Kyle Matichewski from Your Behind Barbecue, Phil the Grill from Phil the Grill Barbecue, and their co-host or ringleader or with those two, possibly babysitter, (laughs) the one and only Barrel Boy will be joining me next Monday night. Um... Country radio personality out of uh, Phoenix area. Uh, Known for wearing a barrel. So we'll get that uh, story out of him. Um, And, you know, avid, passionate uh, backyard griller and smoker. Um, Does a lot of huge NASCAR fan. And so he does... uh, does all the cooking for the NASCAR weekends that he's a part of. So we'll get into what it takes to throw a NASCAR tailgate, which is nice. got to be three or four days worth anyway <laughs> by the time they all get in there. But, uh, but yeah, Barrel Boy will be joining me next week, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun on that. But uh, like I said, thank you all for joining me. Appreciate it. And until next week. Keep the smoke rolling. Awesome.